0: You guys welcome to episode 73 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives into well-known and more importantly not so well-known. How come some of your favorite reality TV stars? It's me, your host Troy McKinney. How's it going? Uh, I don't even really know how to introduce this person because she was she was here for the creation of this podcast. She was one of, if not maybe the first guest that I ever had on this goddamn show. Maria Towner. You may remember her from the Mary Kate and Heath episode. We created like a murder. She wrote Who Done It. And um, she's here today, and I'm so beyond excited. Maria, how are you?
1: I'm so good. I'm so excited to be back.
0: I'm, like, beyond. Like, literally, I told her when we started recording that the sound of her voice was euphoria for me. Like, <laughs> the sound of yeah. your voice in these headphones is, like, truly calming me down.
1: Me too. we I mean, were just a match made in heaven. We <laughs> were? Oh,
0: <you> <laughs> <laughs> this is your third time. I think this is your third time we did Heath and Mary yes. Kay.
1: And then we did Brody, Jenner, and Avril.
0: Yes. And now, uh-huh. you guys, this is, like... This is, like... Ugh, I've been saving this specific couple for a very special time. And, like, no better person to record it with. Yay. You guys, we're going to be talking about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, better known as Benifer. Benifer. The, the original, like, celebrity couple, nickname couple. Like, just truly... I know that I overused the term, but really iconic there's no other way to put it
1: it's so true like everything about it
0: this is such a huge this is like a uh one of those couples that in hollywood history is like a landmark like this is like a couple that in my opinion definitely changed the way that we talk about celebrity like changed tabloid culture changed celebrity relationships how they're like um how they're criticized and how they're like put out into the press. And I just, I just, this is like such a big deal for me. I'm really excited.
1: And I feel like it's very relevant because like everything that's been going on with Ben Affleck too. Mm -hmm. Lately, he's been in the news for a bunch of stuff. Jennifer Lopez is coming out with a new movie. So it's like, they're still around. We haven't forgotten them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They're both still super relevant. And this was like, you know, obviously I think Diddy like, when Jennifer dated Diddy, that was like the start of her relationships being like this really important part of her career and like her public image. But oh, for sure. Jennifer just like blew it, the world exploded. Like I, I can remember the media coverage when I was like younger of this couple and It was, like, every single day. Like, people were just obsessed with everything they were doing. Like, everywhere they went, every restaurant they went to. They were
1: always on the cover of, like, Star Magazine every week.
0: Every week they were on the cover of every magazine. And any, like, gift that they bought each other, it was comparable to, like, Oprah's favorite things, where, like, if, you know, Jen bought him something, then, like, the whole world would go out and try and buy it, and it would sell out, or, like, vice versa. Um... yeah, I'm excited to get into it.
1: Me too.
0: Um, Oh
1: my gosh. I have met, so I met J-Lo. So I met half of this couple.
0: Wait a minute. I fucking forgot that you met Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Have Have we talked about this before?
1: No, we haven't talked about this. So I was like a kid, like this was like in the 90s. And she was filming the movie The Cell, like down the street from where my uncle lives in L.A., Okay. And we were visiting and they were like on location filming at this house. And we stood outside like all day trying to meet Jennifer Lopez. And then we finally did. And she gave us like autographed pictures of her. I, My mom probably still has it somewhere, but it's like an autographed picture of her like laying in this bed. It's so cute, but she's adorable oh in person.
0: God. Was she really nice to you?
1: Yeah, she was super nice, and my sister was Adrian. She was really little, and she was like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute, and she was, like, fawning over Adrian. It was great. I was probably, like – I was, like, in middle school. I was, like, sixth grade probably.
0: Oh, my God, and that's, like – what a prime time to meet J-Lo, too.
1: I know. It couldn't have been better.
0: Fuck, man. I mean, like, I – I know that she and this is something that we're going to talk about but like I know that she has like a you know Jennifer's like a she's a diva she's like a she's a queen like she's a Oh yeah. She's a goddess and like she has a reputation for being that a diva um mm-hmm. especially around this time like that was oh, really what She didn't program.
1: take pictures with us because her makeup was bad for the scene. Oh, like she God. wouldn't take a picture with us.
0: Fuck dude. See, I want that kind of power. Like I want I do too. I just want to walk through the streets and, ha- and give off J-Lo energy where like, if a person wants to take a picture with me, I can decide whether or not I want to based on like how my <laughs> face looks. And they just yeah. know to respect it and never ask again.
1: Exactly. Know, we didn't push it. We were just like, can we get a picture? And, and her agent was like, no.
0: That's big dick energy.
1: It really is.
0: J-Lo has was- big dick energy.
1: We were little kids. Like You would think like, oh, I would take a picture with these little fans, but no.
0: Like children, like as if you're going to post them on what? Uh, it's that like you're in sixth grade. There's literally no internet. Like
1: There's like no MySpace even.
0: Where are they going to go? Like your shoebox? You can't take the fucking right. picture? I probably
1: uh, wouldn't uh, even have that picture. Like who knows where that would be if I had taken it.
0: Oh my God. It would, would be at your bedside, I would hope.
1: Uh, yeah, it would probably be framed right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll go ahead and do some uh, quick housekeeping here and introduce the episode and we can go ahead and get started. Yay! All right, so you guys, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck started dating in Ju- July of two thousand and two. Um, they were engaged by October, so they moved super fast, and um, they were separated in January of oh four. Um, JLo was still very famously married to uh, her former backup dancer Chris Judd when Ben started like courting her, and uh, you know, they're like I said, they're just one of those couples that like, you know. No matter what, like, this probably would have... I don't don't think there's any circumstance in which these two people could have ever made this work because the business that had become their relationship totally ripped them apart. If they were two people who didn't know, like, who weren't famous and, you know, met on the street, maybe. I don't know. We wouldn't have let them be together. There's no way. Like The world pulled them apart.
1: Like, Jennifer Lopez... She doesn't really drink. She doesn't really gamble. She doesn't Mm -hmm. really do anything. Ben Affleck is a mess. (laughs) I just don't think that these two people would be together at all. Like he needs some like girl that's going to be like drinking and smoking and like hanging out gambling in Vegas or something with him, and like she would be like post rehab, perfect for him, actually.
0: Can i would 100% agree another. with you you know i think and another thing i think that plays into that is that you know she was so instrumental in like changing his public image and like he'd become this sort of like doll like he was like a kin doll that she kept in oh, her clutch yeah. like you know he was tan and he was like getting his his hair cut and like he was like wearing like head to toe like designer looks every day and like test driving Bentleys and he was basically Sebastian in cruel intentions. Like that's what she turned into. Yeah. Um, and he was
1: he was like the guy from the Jenny in the Block video.
0: <laughs> yes. Like he had become this like douchebag. And yeah. you know, eventually, I mean, obviously that was gonna wear off. Like, she wasn't with him for like who he was. Uh she changed literally everything about him when they got together. And um when we get to the end of this episode, I actually have a really funny quote from uh uh from Matt Damon talking about how hard it was to be friends with him <laughs> while they were because, you know, I think I like, saw that one. Like he just became such a fucking, like uh almost like this like Guido, like Euro trash douchebag. Like
1: I know. It's ridiculous. I kind of love it though.
0: I love it too. I love what she did with him. Like I always look back at those years and think, like, well, it's the best he ever looked.
1: Now he's like down, like going down the street, like looking like he just like rolled out of bed in like a Betty Boop shirt like literally <laughs> he has gone all the way back
0: <laughs> yeah he's like full-on like middle-aged man grizzly gray in his beard like just really leaning into like the like not giving a fuck era of his life Kind like of.
1: if they were still together for some reason this would not be happening
0: Oh, absolutely not. She would, he would like, before he even like was able to step foot in her house, she would have a team to <laughs> fully like take care of him. His face would be shaved. He'd like be in a tanning bed. Like he would yeah. fully look like a doll before he stepped foot in, her, in front of her face.
1: Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine if they like ran into each other. She'd be like, oh.
0: <laughs> like you look like a monster.
1: <laughs> a literal monster with a full back tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: a, teen, a falcon raising from like lava. Uh, oh my God. Um, I thought I brought this up before we started recording, but since I already recorded an episode on Jennifer Lopez, uh, about her and Diddy, and we talked about her life very extensively, if you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen to the Diddy and Lo episode, we talked about like, you know, Selena and her putting out her first record and all those things really intensely getting her record deal. So I figured we could just kind of pick up like, you know, a few years before, um, ironically, It kind of falls into place like a few years before uh, meeting Ben. This like the J-Lo era, like yeah, the iconic J-Lo era of her career. I want to talk about like, I'm real. I want to talk about all these things. Uh, I'm real. I mean, like there's a lot to get to. Um, Uh, Yeah. I just have to, you know, this is like, by the way, like, this is like, if you dressed up as Jennifer Lopez for like a Halloween costume, like this is the era that you would do. It would be... You know, like, yeah. low-rise jeans, some big hoop earrings, like a half pony, some kind of, like, silky, like, chain tank top, a gloss lip. Like, it's an aesthetic. It's the j aesthetic. Be,
1: yeah, I'd be Jenny from the block if Fuck I was yeah. It. Like, that would not be appropriate for me to do as a white girl. But if, like, I was going to, that would be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you were crafting a Jennifer Lopez-inspired look, that would be Yes.
1: It, it would be that, exactly. Um, but she's That would be so cute. She's adorable.
0: She's everything. Like, I'm so happy that you're on the same page with me when it comes to Jennifer Lopez.
1: I I mean, she's just an icon. Yeah. Like, when I just think about her, I smile. She's like, you know, like, I went through this phase. I was eating blueberries every day because she eats blueberries every day. (laughs) So I'm, like, deep in it.
0: (laughs) You cut two holes in your boobs in your tank top because she cut two holes in her boobs in her tank top?
1: Exactly. (laughs) She's (laughs) my (laughs) Regina George. (laughs) <laughs> right now I'm going through a Mariah Carey phase, but yes, I'm oh. always a J-Lo phase.
0: By the way, we're going to get to it like very shortly, but I mm-hmm. wrote in my notes um, like the origin of Jennifer Lopez's and Mariah Carey's feud fits into this mm. era. The the thing yes. that started it all, the very beginning, the first domino, it gets... Um,
1: I, I can't wait. I can't yes. wait. <laughs> um,
0: I also mentioned too in the previous episode that like, You know, Jennifer and Diddy um, had made a very conscious decision, like, as a couple, that they wanted to tweak their public image. Uh, They wanted to be taken seriously as, like, like, fashionistas. They wanted the fashion industry to embrace them. And this is, like, that time when you can see Jennifer really lean into being considered, like, a fashion girl. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, before, like, her On the Six era, like, her first album, Jennifer wasn't, like, a fashion girl. No, definitely not like, a pretty second coming of, like, a Selma Hayek situation happening. It was really
1: that green dress. It was the green dress. That was, like, the marker. And she was like, oh, I can get a lot of attention by wearing good clothes.
0: And, like, you know, especially during this time, she had already broken so many barriers. And, like, it always drives me crazy when people try and sort of um, discredit Jennifer Lopez's career because it's like, you know – any female artist, any female pop artist for the next 20 years, not to say that nobody had done what Jennifer had done before, like, Barbara Streisand was a successful actress and, like, singer, and there are women who had obviously done it, but on this scale, in the, like, this specific era of pop music, she's, like, the modern-day version. Like, she sort of invented what it means in, like, modern-day to be, like, a triple threat, to have, like, you know, a successful oh, yeah. fashion line, a, you know, a, a perfume... Mm -hmm. a movie out that's like number one in an album, like to be all of those things and be at the very top doing all of them, like nobody had ever done that before. And now it's like the standard, like you have to do that to be considered like a successful pop star. But back then people thought she was crazy.
1: She was ahead of her time.
0: Oh my god, beyond.
1: Like I'm thinking back now that you mentioned her fashion line, I'm like, yeah. 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 I completely like forgot about it. And now I'm thinking like, remember Kamora Lee? Yes. Is that her name? Baby, <laughs> fat. Baby fat. Oh my gosh. This is like when I like oh yeah. I it's remember like all that
0: of that. Um wow. so J Lo, the album, was released on January twenty third of two thousand and one. And you know, God damn it. I mean, I know that I, again, I say this all the time too, but it was a cultural phenomenon. Like It really was. You know, she was, so originally, I guess she was supposed to title this album The Passionate Journey. Can you imagine? No. no. Uh,
1: it's the right <laughs> choice. <laughs> <laughs> the Passionate <laughs> Journey. No, like, no, no. <laughs>
0: can you fucking fathom?
1: So no. The just, world like, would be so different today.
0: The entire pop landscape would be different if we didn't have the term JLO. lo yeah. Like, l- shortening people's names wouldn't even be a thing. Like, we wouldn't have a Lilo. I mean, all of these people... Like,
1: just... JLo lo led to Bennifer, I feel like.
0: absolutely fucking without any doubt. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's iconic. JLo. lo that's what... I mean, Jennifer... Who says Jennifer Lopez anymore?
0: Everybody says JLo. lo lo yeah. And I guess, like, she came up with the idea to do that because she was like, my fans call me this when I'm, like, walking on the street. Like, people who refer to me directly as like fans always call me JLo. It's like a fan nickname. And uh, she was like, let's do it. So they did it. And Jennifer herself had essentially like, honestly put herself through like the pop image machine. Like she like, you know, yeah. Stuck herself in and then yanked herself out on the other side. And she came out with dyed hair and she changed her name. She changed her style like, it was a very, like, conscious decision to look... You know, she was entering, like, this second phase of her career. Like, it was a new era. She was closing the previous chapter, and she presented us with this glowing, bronze skin, low-rise jean, big ass.
1: I just think of, like, like a high pony.
0: Oh, the high pony.
1: I'm wearing one right now. Like, <laughs> imagine where we would be without the high pony.
0: The high pony, the giant hoops...
1: Oh my god! All of it. The gloss. Yeah. I would, mean, we still all do it.
0: <laughs> I mean, like.
1: I'm still wearing hoops in a high pony and lip gloss.
0: <laughs> and also just the way that she revolutionized, like, the female body. I mean, like, mm-hmm. she really is, like, a marker for, like, the end of, you know, giant fake tits being, like, a cool thing and, like, blonde, like, bleach blonde hair and being real thin. And then there's, like, the JLo era, which is, like. Yeah. Hips and ass and, like, being tan and glowy and, ha- like, having dark, like, sultry looks.
1: hmm Oh, we're still all doing that. Like, look at the Kardashians. Like, she really was the founder of the big ass.
0: Like, without any doubt. And, I mean, I know that Kim is, like, very, uh... Kim gives her props to JLo. Like, I always see in interviews where she talks about how much she loves Jennifer Lopez and how much of an inspiration she was for her. It's, like, her number one idol besides Cher. And it's, like, you know, rightfully so. Because there would be absolutely, without any question, there would be no Kim Kardashian. Because there would have never have been, like, a market for a, uh, an Armenian girl with a big giant ass if JLo hadn't sort of, like, drilled that into people's heads that it's sexy.
1: You are such a genius because I've never thought about this, but yes, you are a hundred percent right.
0: It's fucking crazy, dude. So when people really say, is. Like, "What has Jennifer Lopez contributed?" Fuck you. Are you kidding? Everything. Are you your mind?
1: Everything. 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 Like, Ugh. what hasn't she?
0: What? Like, I would be more pressed to find out what she hasn't contributed to culture. Like, honestly. Honestly. Um, and then, can we talk for a second about the? First of all, we're about to get into like the Mariah of it all, which I'm like, ah, I'm literally shaking. But like, so the singles from this album included Love Don't Cost a Thing, Play, Ain't It Funny, I'm Real, the original, and then I'm Real, the remix. Love them both, by the way. Love
1: them both. I love Ja Rule. He came here like a couple weeks ago and I didn't get to go, but like, I wanted to go so bad to his concert. I support Ja Rule.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna tell you something controversial about i'm real in like five minutes after i read this thing about uh mariah okay and then i want to know what you think (laughs) (laughs) so we all know now that like mariah and jennifer lopez have had this like 20 year rivalry where they can't stand each other and nobody ever really talks about the reasons why i don't think anybody like i think people think that mariah saying i don't know her is the origin of (laughs) their feud but it's not
1: that's, like, my number one used meme, too. I mean, it's... I don't know her by right. The,
0: the way she shakes her head with, such, <laughs> like, vigor. And, like, she's so adamant. Like, her neck is almost breaking because she's shaking it so hard.
1: Uh-huh. And she's got those sunglasses on. She's like, I don't know her. I, I, don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know her. So, Tommy Mottola, who we all know, uh, was the head of Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he signed, discovered Jennifer Lopez. He was married to Mariah Carey. Um, He also owned Columbia, which Mariah Carey was just leaving. So he had a contract with them. So Tommy, who at this time was divorced from Mariah, obviously, he heard a song in the trailer for her movie Glitter. So Tommy then tried to gain rights to use it in th- in the background of um, oh by the way the name of the song it's called Firecracker by uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra and Mariah used the beat of this song in the background of one of hers like classic. Have you ultimate- ever seen glitter? Are you kidding? I, own I
1: have it. it. You do? Okay, <laughs> I was googling it the other day and I was like thinking about it, but I've never seen it.
0: Oh my god! Do you watch Top Chef? No. Should okay. <laughs> oh no! i was just gonna. That's <laughs> so random. <laughs> Girl, are you watching Top Chef? No, Admelani no. is in it. She's like Mariah's rival. In- yeah. And okay, it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna watch it. Great. <laughs> but yeah, so like this song, this um, the beat for this song is used in one of Mariah's songs, and they put it in the Glitter, the Glitter soundtrack, and it's in the trailer. Tommy hears it, and then he tried to gain rights to use that same sample. Um, in the background of I'm real, it's like that, um, in the original I'm real, like the background, like that, like dun, 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 That's like the, the beat that he stole. Um, so then it was confirmed that Mariah had already licensed to use that song. Um, and then Jennifer did it later. So technically they did steal it from Mariah, but Tommy, you know, being Tommy Matola. Being the fucking head of Sony and Columbia has good lawyers, and he wedged Mariah out <gasps> of being able to use her own song. So oh, then my God. I know. Then it gets even messier. So then Tommy Mottola calls Irv Gotti from Murder Inc. and is like, look, I really want to do this song. Um, that it's like I want he's like, I heard this song on Mariah Carey's glitter soundtrack called If We. A different song. He goes, mm-hmm. I want to do a song like that sounds like that for Jennifer, put it on her album and add a couple rappers. And it was I'm fucking real. The remake. Well,
1: no wonder Mariah Carey had that mental breakdown. I
0: mean I would
1: be like everyone is gaslighting.
0: <laughs> right. And like honestly, in this specific case, it's like this is all Tommy Matola. Like it Tommy really is. This has no fucking idea what's going on. She's like sitting back and waiting for people to deliver her songs. Yeah. She doesn't know that this whole time Tommy has been orchestrating oh. Raya not being able to use any of the songs from her own fucking album. That's why they hate each other.
1: That explains everything. Hello? Oh my, I would be like, are you kidding? Like, I can't imagine. I would freak out too.
0: That's, ex- I mean, and it makes sense because it's like, wasn't that long after Glitter that that I, yeah. original I don't know her thing happened. And that's, that was the first Domino.
1: <laughs> wow. I mean, it makes sense. And especially as Aries, we, because Mariah is an Aries like us. <laughs> oh my God. always think everyone's plotting against us. <laughs> in and so in this case, they were plotting against her. And so she was probably like, listen, like trying to tell everyone or with probably like, you're crazy. And like that can cause a full mental breakdown.
0: And like what's worse than actually finding out that people when you're already neurotic <laughs> you find out that people are actually plotting against you and you're like oh fuck. <laughs> fuck.
1: My worst fears are confirmed.
0: Oh my god, it's like and That's then, the worst. That's when you go into a blind Aries rage. It's an Aries rage where you only mm-hmm. see red and you just want to destroy lives.
1: Yep. I mean Ooh. I get it. And then you say very passive aggressive things like I don't know her. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I mean, I deeply identify with Mariah Carey. Like,
0: and the really funny thing, too, like, what I think would probably be even more hurtful for Mariah was that. So this album, the the J Lo album, started to sort of slip in the charts. Right, it was like slipping, mm-hmm. slipping, slipping. People weren't buying it as much as they thought that they would. So that's when Tommy called Irv Gotti, and they were like, "Let's do like this like remix of I'm Real," and the remix was so successful. I mean, obviously I'm real start featuring fucking Ja Rule, um, is a fucking iconic bop. And
1: I still listen to it all the time.
0: It literally sent her album the week of nine 11. It sent her album straight up to number one. And it was so successful that they had to re-release the album with that song. And oh then gosh. her album became number one sold 3.8 million copies. And I think now it's sold like 12 million units or something because of that song oh my gosh the song that was essentially inspired by a song on mariah's album
1: <laughs> like i can feel the pain of that
0: <laughs> through mean, my
1: body and we're still listening to
0: it are you it's kidding it's still
1: iconic it's still so good
0: wait can i tell you my controversial thing though? yeah no <laughs> i'm gonna, t- I'm gonna t- turn my entire uh listening audience against me you know i go through phases of um obviously i love i'm real the ones featuring ja rule the remix yeah but like the original i'm real with that poppy beat your boy lives for a bubblegum pop beat. like it's my oh, it's yeah. my it's my kryptonite like i can't deny it and i'll be honest i like the original better than the, the remix there, you do? I fucking said it. It's my truth. I'm know, living in my I, truth in 2018.
1: I love the remix.
0: The remix is everything. When I'm it just comes around
1: and I've had like three glasses of wine, like just imagine. <laughs> I'm like stoked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did drop, remember she dropped the N-bomb in oh, that yeah. show? And everyone hated her. Everybody
0: went fucking nuts, which by the way, I mean like not that it's in any way, shape or form. Okay. That Jennifer Lopez felt it was okay to say the N word in a song. Yeah, it wasn't. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was reading about that actually. And I was like, uh, Ja Rule was talking about how like male Puerto Rican rappers say the N word all the time. Like nobody has ever said anything to fat Joe about how often he uses the fucking n-word because he's a guy
1: oh i didn't you know I mean? even think of, this is a feminist
0: issue now it's a fe- i mean it's a little bit of a it's, <laughs> it's a little like it's murky it's like
1: it's murky i'm not gonna take any stand on it i don't I?
0: I, <laughs>
1: I don't think that it's great i want to say that i don't support the use of the n-word it might be <laughs> Lower anyone else but uh yeah i guess Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I get it. No, I get it. You shouldn't take any stand. Like, Not
1: taking any stand.
0: <laughs> this is like where being a, a double minority really like is a plus where you can just say, say crazy shit. And, oh, you can
1: you know, say anything you want I'm for sure.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, fa- I mean, there's like Puerto Rican rappers that are guys that are always fucking throwing the inroad around. Jennifer was an idiot, though, to think that nobody would care about that. Like, are you fucking kidding me, girl?
1: I know. I, I can't like. Thinking back on it, like, because I put this in my notes because I was, like, thinking about I'm real and P-Bitty and all of it. And, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, she was dating, like, Puff Daddy at the time. Like, mm-hmm. did she? Yeah. And that's why she said it was okay because she had a black boyfriend. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's, like, the worst <laughs> thing you could <can> say. <laughs> Terrible. That's the worst thing you could say. And then didn't she say it on Good Morning America? Did she? Uh, she she said it during one of the performances and they need no. to bleep it.
1: J-Lo. I know. Come on.
0: She's lucky that happened so long ago.
1: I know that today you couldn't come back from that.
0: No, and like the other thing I wanted to mention before we move on to uh to Ben is like this is also this song being popular and being successful introduced in the early 2000s this era of remixes. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, well, this song was so great. We should release an album where we remix all of the songs from the JLo album. And I remember having this album, like J to the LO or something, like the remixes. And, yeah. like, and like, but the funny thing about remixes in the early 2000s is that they sound absolute they're, they're an excuse to make an entirely new song. They sound oh, yeah. nothing. Like, ain't it funny? Yeah. The, the genre version is fucking great. The original is like a salsa dance yeah, song. It
1: is. It is.
0: <laughs> they have nothing in common except they say the phrase, ain't it funny, occasionally. <laughs> but it's a remix.
1: It's a remix.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what it is because at the beginning somebody says,
1: remix. Yep, exactly. <laughs> those are always the best ones because they're like spiced up a little bit. They're always the things that I play, like, on the treadmill, you know? It's, (laughs) like, all remixes.
0: (laughs) Oh, the best. I love... That remix album is so fucking good of J-Lo's.
1: It really is. I haven't listened to that in a long time, but yeah.
0: Oh, like, Walking on Sunshine and... uh, I I could go on. I could go on. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and then at the same time, you know, she had released The Wedding Planner, which was a huge commercial success. That was
1: such a good movie. I still would watch that today.
0: It's everything, and then she became. After that movie was released, she became the first woman in American history to have a number one album and a number one record out at the same time. That's fucking. She's here. the queen. queen. Like just a reminder for all the people who claim to not know what Jennifer Lopez has contributed. Just reminding you of your ignorance and na- naivete.
1: You know what? I've also met. So I'm thinking about all my J.Lo connections now. Oh yes, and please. like I've met. P, or I haven't met him, I've seen him in person, P Diddy and Jane Fonda also.
0: Wait a minute, how did you, wait, 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 I don't know which one I want to know first. Tell me Jane first.
1: Jane, I saw her, she was at LaGuardia Airport, like right in front of me. When oh I was God. like, like this was probably 2010, 2011. And she is as thin as a pole, like her legs are like two sticks.
0: You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point I think you know the drill you've got to be a patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode so go to patreon.com slash eb psychos at that point you will uh be asked to donate and then when you donate at this level you'll get this podcast you'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week you'll get liz bentley's feathers in my hair which is the teen mom podcast um you'll get me and molly's uh, Brittany and kevin chaotic special you'll get all the stuff that molly does exclusively through patreon it's well worth it and also if you're not a member of our facebook group go to molly dot com it'll take you straight to it and uh all we do all day and all night is talk about reality tv it's super fun so like i said patreon.com slash eb psychos and molly and dot com